Welcome to Kingdom Testimony. We are going to be finishing up our series on the awakening and <clears throat> to those who have stuck with me on this, it was not to uh, drag it out and torture listeners <laughs> with uh, my ramblings about what happened during this time, but this was definitely a time that shaped who I am as a Christian right now. <clears throat> so it's more of a documentation of um, of what took place. And, you know, maybe, maybe just if, if anything for posterity, for my kids, so they know <clears throat> what happened to me during that time. Because I moved away from them in 2012 and got married and um, you know the divorce with their dad had happened in well pretty much 2008 finalized in 2009 <clears throat> and then in 2012 when I remarried uh, married a different guy he convinced me to leave my family here in Arizona, kids, and hadn't even had grandkids yet. They were just starting. And to go up north, and I'm not going to beat him up. You know, this was my decision as well. <clears throat> the understanding was to come back and, or to be, at least to be able to get to see the kids, like, really, really often. And it got to the point where I wasn't being allowed to. I mean, I could forcibly say, you know, I mean, at the, you know, it would be hard on the marriage, but I, I, I could say, yeah, I'm no, I'm, I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna go without you. I'm gonna go see my kids, <clears throat> and that's what I should have done, because it, it did, have a strain on the relationship with my sons, and I had lost touch with them. They were working for their dad, and the divorce with their dad was pretty painful, and so they were with him every single day, you know, and I don't need to go into any more than that. I mean, whose, whose side is, is going to be presented to them every single day, especially where we were both so hurt. And I tried to explain to them what really happened, but I didn't really want to keep on talking about it. That's just mean, you know. So I followed the Lord's leading, and to get my healing, I had to leave the town where we all lived. And, you know, I had I moved around. I, had, I took a job with the government, had me moving around and stuff. My daughter came with me to Prescott for a while. And then um, <clears throat> eventually when I met this other guy who I knew from my childhood, this was the husband that I, the second husband, I knew him from middle school and he was kind of, you know, married into our, my siblings family. And so we, you know, we just hit it off and I prayed about it a lot <clears throat> and the Lord did not stop me from marrying him. You know, he, he, the Lord was in it the whole way. But then things changed in 2016 and 2017, like I said. 
things had changed. Um, I was taking a different path in, uh, in my career. I had started working for, I had quit the job with the government, and I had started working for, you know, uh, in the foster care system as an advocate for children. And this started leading me into becoming like a Christian counselor because there wasn't very many of those. And the parents were saying it would be nice if we had access to that instead of only what the county will let us utilize. So this, is, this was the direction I was taking, which started getting me more deeper back into my, my Christian faith I used to have an extremely strong, strong Christian faith. And when I married the second husband, we were taking his mom to the Lutheran church, and that's fine. But there was no, I had completely gotten away from the spirit-led life that I had. And I, and I, was, I was lamenting that to the Lord, and I'm like, this isn't right. You know, and so on, on sun, uh, Sundays, we would take his mom to the Lutheran church. But I told him, I said, I need something more. And so on Wednesdays, I was going to um, like a spirit-filled church. <clears throat> Tried out a couple of them. And, he, and it just wasn't for him. He wanted a Christian wife, but he wanted a Lutheran Christian wife. I'm like, no. No, I, you know, I told you what I was before we got married. You know, I'm Pentecostal and... If you got to put a label on it, that's about as close as I can come. You know, I, I live a spirit-led life. And what the Holy Spirit tells me to do is straight from the Father. And I live it out through what Jesus Christ did in me. <clears throat> so, and the more I, I went back to my Christian roots, back to my first love, so to speak, um, the further him and I became... And by February of 2019, he, he um, mentally, he was pretty much just done with me. Because I was having Bible studies with the kids, and we were praying with them every night, like I said. And, but I was teaching them more of a spirit-led way, and it was just, it was too much for him. You know, so he started, he, he didn't do as much travel out of town like we had agreed. But now he was working in Fargo and we were living an hour away. It was a full hour drive. And he was having to stay late, you know, and I told him, I said, we have the grandkids now. You have to be home at supper time. You know, <clears throat> and he started spending more time away. I noticed he was trying, he was trying to find ways to spend more time away from us. And, you know, but then at the same time, he wasn't willing to let the kids go back to their dad. And I, you know, and I said, this isn't fair. I'm in my 50s and I am raising these three little kids, it seems, by myself. You know, and uh, <clears throat> it was, he just, he didn't, he wanted us to have the kids because he felt that was the safest place, but he didn't want to be a part of, you know, a deeper Christian walk. So February 1st, the Lord started showing me this. Um, first of all, he was showing me the kids are going to be going back to their dad. And it was going to be soon. The other thing he told me is that 
just like he said January 3rd of 2018 when I first started this testimony, this awakening. <clears throat> January 3rd, the Lord was showing me, woke me up. I was in a courtroom and he said, let me show you what you have. Basically what he was saying is let me show you what you have chosen as your lifestyle right now. Um, <clears throat> and now in February, he's saying, he's telling me things like, the appointed time is come. Um, the Lord told me, if I'm ready for them to go home, what is that to you? And he was saying, what all did you accomplish last August? He was reminding me when I left and went to Arizona, I left him. I left my husband to go to Arizona because he had already left me. And I found out he was not being faithful, so to speak. Um, and in February 3rd, I wrote, um, okay, my, my, I was, had been talking to my daughter a lot. They were up in Montana. She was also having difficulties with her fiancé. At the time, <clears throat> they had agreed to go to Montana to start a new life and, you know, and go on faith and all of that. And now he said, no, this is going to be too hard. I think we need to go back to Arizona. I think I can get my, I think I can get my job back. <clears throat> and she said, no, this is... You know, this is what we decided to do together. And we were going to live in Montana. And I, I don't want to go back. I want to keep on the faith walk and see what the Lord has for us here. I don't want to quit. And and he said, no, no, we're going back. And if you're not coming back with me, um, then I will take the kids and go. And he pretty much threatened to take away the kids. And she called me up and she was in tears. And I said, well, what are you going to do? And she said, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> and in the first week of February, I woke up. And before, as I was waking up, my eyes were still closed. I was looking at the sun. And this is a vision that I had. The sun was coming up in the east and as I was looking at it, something hit it and a big chunk flew off and headed directly toward the earth. And I opened my eyes and I thought, that's, that's a Bible verse. Um, and I found it. It's Revelations 8.12. The fourth angel sounded. And these are the trumpets after the seals. The fourth angel, angel sounded and the third part of the sun was smitten. And the day, uh, day shone not for a third part of it. So the Lord was continuing to build my knowledge of the book of Revelations, which I hardly ever studied. I used to tell my sister, I don't get it. You know, I just, I don't get it. But through this 2018 experience, he started showing me the time is coming. The great tribulation is <clears throat> just around the corner. And you need to prepare. You know, you've been living in time of tribulation, and that's been going on. You know, the, 
since Jesus was on the earth, the wars and pestilence and all of this stuff, but the great tribulation, he told me, is just around the corner. And then after I saw that, that day, he said, turn back to me. You know, and I, I was thinking, okay, there's definitely something going on here. It's almost as if the Lord feels like I've left him, but I haven't. And, I, and when I came back from Arizona to reunite with my husband, the Lord was in it because I could see the evidence of the Holy Spirit. But, okay. And then <clears throat> February 5th, I had three visions in a row. The first one was an angel. I saw his torso on up, looking down amidst the clouds. It was, he was the colors of amber and brown, and he was smiling. He or she. I didn't write the gender, because there is no gender. Then the second one was, I saw, I felt the Lord's presence above all of this that was going on, above the angel. And then I saw... <clears throat> a very distinct, up-close, clear eye. Alive, clear, wet. It blinked open. It was blue. It appeared to be as a person lying down. It was very real. And I looked it up. It almost looked like a bird's eye. <clears throat> I looked it up, and, it, and I found a picture of a, of a dove close up of an eye, and I realized that it was the eye of a dove. Now, it was one single eye because there's a verse that says, if thine eye be single, then, then you are, uh, what's that verse? So Matthew 6, 22, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body should be full of light. But if thy eye be evil, thy whole body should be full of darkness. <clears throat> so... Now we know the all-seeing eye, and I mean, some most people like know about the Illuminati business, you know, where the symbol is an eye, but that originated with God. He he is saying, if your eye be single, then it's then the, the light. The light of the body is the eye. If your eye is single, and in six twenty-two, the verse the word single in the Strong's means. Union folded together, figuratively clear. <clears throat> so anyway, so now getting back to where we're at in February, I want to go to, um, I had taken a road trip and I was praying a lot. And I'm like, you know, Lord, I really need to know what, what you're going to do here. So let me find that. Okay, and so I did I did forward to around mid-February, and I had been praying a lot about the kids. Um, and the Lord was reminding me, I was, a, I was willing to do it. I was willing to adopt them. But he said, they will have fond memories. It's time. And he's dealing with forgiveness. And I'm not sure if he, if he was talking about my husband or the kids' dad. 
Um, <clears throat> and then he started remind or, or bringing up my daughter, and he said, "You thought you think that she won't want to live with you, but and she, but she did before." Um, you know, so he was just talking to me about things like that. And and I remember I had said before, oh, and then uh, February 19th, he asked, are you ready to walk <clears throat> in total and utter submission? You've been wanting to walk in the spirit in oneness a long time. The spirit and I are one. It's obedience like you've never seen before. I will show you. And in the last, in the last um, episode, I had mentioned the the full moon that we had had, like super f blood wolf moon or something, in January of 2019. And our bedroom window, which is right above my pillow we moved the bed over so that the moon wouldn't keep him awake but i like looking at the moon in the middle of the night <clears throat> the full moon i used to i don't anymore but um in january you know it would it would just it would go right across my pillow and it didn't bother me you know um and then february 20th I woke up at 1.15 and the verse Zephaniah 3.8 was going through my mind. Rise up to the prey. And then I heard him say, face the bright blue supermoon. And I wrote down, the Lord is very indignant. And then it subsided. And he said, seek my face, seek my heart, destruction, to pour on them my indignation. I have to. And, the, and I felt the Lord is upset and he's hurt by this. And then I heard a sharp fire alarm like alarm bell, like bong, I wrote down. And it was, I, I heard this in the spirit very clearly. And then he said libations and I thought, ick. I mean, these are um, drink offerings to God's. And he said, these are things that are ever before me. No one praises anymore. There isn't enough to stave off what I must do. Um, <clears throat> he said, it is not business as usual. Things will never be the same. Take this serious. You will keep your anointing, but I desire to make you stronger. <clears throat> these gifts are not just for you. You are to share them with everyone I bring to you. Seek my face, seek my face, seek my heart. You know me. The purpose. Um, oh, and then he was talking about someone I had read on a blog that was that was talking about the things that the Lord was, was going to be doing at the end times. <clears throat> and referring to her, he said, she is my willing vessel. Do you love me enough to be my vessels, my children, no matter what you may have to endure? The purpose is to save an untold number of souls from an eternity of darkness. You are all my hands, my feet, and my words in an abyss of darkness. This world plummets into darkness faster and faster every day. Time is no more. 
Be not weary, my army, and faint not at what lies directly ahead. For after that I will answer the call of my Father and come for you. Do not allow your garments to be to become soiled this close to the end of the battle. Forget about an income. You have enough. Forget about a job. There isn't time. Will you speak my words? I said, yes, Lord. He said, then tell them, be ever hearing and ever seeing, yet not perceive. I sent my servants, the prophets, to rise up to an obstinate generation. The pollution of their doings rises up to my nostrils. I cannot bear the stink of it any more. This people does not know me. They only know their pagan rituals. No one seeks me, not one. If you had sought me, you would have found me. I am in the secret place. I am not in the churches. I am coming. I am bringing destruction to this earth. I have warned, yet no one has heard. What say you, my daughter? Can you do this? I said, I can, and I will. I give all as I am able. <clears throat> and this was as, as the uh, super moon was above my head. And it said, the soup, I wrote, the supermoon faded into overcast as it left my pillow, ominous. A new era has begun. I desire to speak to you. This is the day I spoke of in your oracle, the day I rise up to testify to the, plun <clears throat> to the plunder, to the prey. This is at 2 a.m. Your oracle is here, is now. Yes, let the kids go home. I take care of my children, those that are mine. They are safe with me. As the world places more and more demands on you, lean more and more on me. Okay. So this is this is in the middle of the night. Um Let's see, and then I'm writing Ezekiel 3. And then I had a dream of a small church. Only a few people were allowed or permitted to entertain. Me and one other were not allowed to touch anything the rest had access to. And when I got back here, it's very interesting. I forgot about that, but when I got back here, I joined a church that was like that, and I left. Then I had a vision... <clears throat> Pouring dehydrated spaghetti from a dry package to a serving bowl. As it was hitting the bowl, it was hot and ready. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. I think it's about him saying he's going to provide. You know, even if it has to be long-term dehydrated gross food, it's, it's going to be good. <laughs> and then <clears throat> the next day he said, It's not for you to fear my bride. Stay close to me. Stay in my word. Stay near the days are evil. It is time for my bride to be active, active in the things she was taught, <clears throat> her training, her ministry, her assignments. The wooing period is over. There is much work to be done. Um, now is talk, ask questions, have people tell you it's in, what's in their heart. Once they speak it, they must deal with it. This is my command. I want people to speak it. It cannot be prolonged. Then he said, just listen to me inside of you. I am not out there somewhere. The Godhead lives in you fully. Commune with us constantly. This is where you need to be. 
This is where you draw your instructions, like drawing water from a well. My bride wants to know her mission and wants to be active in it. Stay near. The bride is drawing from the life-giving well of water for instruction for her service to me and is giving to others, serving others with me, of me, is talking, oh no, is taking what I gave her and is giving it to others. Speak, for the time is short. Take what I gave you and give it to others freely until completion. Seek instruction. Yes, at some point I will take my bride away. Those left will be forced into service. These are the friends. Those found serving will, will be taken. Those reluctant, reluctant must be proved. Take what is mine and give it to others. This is your spiritual act of worship. Okay. <clears throat> now we're on the 21st. Um, and I wrote, the bride is in action. She is active in ministry, Holy Spirit-led ministry, not for gain or profit or renown. No, the opposite. She empties herself. She sells all she has and gives to the poor. It isn't hers to keep. She is ever vigilant for serving. She does it as if doing it for the Lord. It's surrender. The fullness of God is in her tabernacle. She is a temple. She has access to this inside. She draws life-giving water from his well of instruction. <clears throat> okay. Okay, now it's 1 a.m., February 22nd, 2019, and I wrote, um, at this point my husband was either pretending to be a heavy sleeper because he was tired of me waking up in the middle of the night and writing in my journal, which I tried to be very quiet about, but I never left the bed. <clears throat> but if he woke up, he would just he would just look and say, oh, okay, and, and turn over. Um, but we're still dealing with this super blood moon whatever it was. I woke up and I wrote, the kids are going back with their dad next week. And I had a question mark. Um, but I knew it was imminent. That was the word of the week, imminent. And then I wrote, why do I feel like many will be forsaken? Evil is prevalent. Um, crying for the mountains to fall on us. I feel angry at something and very sad. Um, we keep thinking, we have more time, we have more time, we have more time. This is going to get very real, very fast. I'm sensing the imminence of this right now. This is a warning, wake-up call, prepare, fast and pray for instructions. Father, show us what to do to get ready. Please, Father, I feel your warning. I can sense it. Draw from his well, life-giving water and instruction. It is my desire that you live and not die, he said. Um, and then I wrote, oh, we had watched a movie that was supposedly a Christian movie, and it was, I'm sorry for my stupidity, our stupidity and waywardness, and there's no words to describe our arrogance. <clears throat> and then I wrote, yes, we should be judged. It's coming. We are all so reluctant to sacrifice anything to come to you. We're also pampered. It's always self, self, self. Lord, what shall we do? What is your will for me to do? There is no time left. 
Order MREs, basic provisions. We need a heat source. Pray around the perimeter. Get my daughter and her boys here. I have to face it. And then I felt it's subsiding. He's subsiding. It or he may not next time. This is very real. A call to fast and pray. There's a very real urgency here. Then I wrote, wow, I was feeling a lot of regrets just then. I should have done this and I should have done that. None of it mattered. It was too late. We're on notice. Who is worthy to escape? I couldn't shake the feeling of being forsaken. I am a false hope. Can I really protect anyone? The panic, the fear. Will my daughter even be safe with us? This is the three-minute warning bell. Fast and pray. Can I even feel the anointing anymore? Yes. People say, what must I do? But they aren't willing to do it. Sell all you have and follow me. And the guy walked away very sad. This is real. I need some real instructions and I need to do them. The para is outside of the scope of my experience. Not sure what that is. Lord, you've shown me up to this, up to the point of the home invasion and working in foster adopt situation and nothing more. There are clues in my 2018 notebooks. That was the time of my visitation. Um, signs in the heavens. Lord, you are warning me. And then I heard it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into heaven. Go, sell what you have and give it to the poor. And he went away sad because he was rich. <clears throat> Lord, proving me. What did I just do? Um, you're testing and proving me constantly now. Want kids go home, want certain people here, feeling like I know it all. Oh my God, what must I do? Really, what must I do? Do I have time to seek you? I have until the end of your instructions. The kids will be home by spring and my daughter um, coming here. I don't know anything past that. Lord, this is all we have right here. Is it enough? Sell and prepare to receive others to help, is what he said. Um, Last August, I was willing to give up all for you and trust in your provision. I wrote February 22, 222. Test. Then in December, the kids trusted in his protection. Test. 2-11-19. Warned in a dream. New wine into old wineskins. Days of Mary's purification ended. Crucified with Christ. I no longer, no longer I who live. That was so real. The three minute bell. Now it's 3.33 in the morning, I think. Three weeks, three months, three days, three years. Jesus risen. Disciples remembered he said in three days, I will raise it up. Speaking of the temple. Now this is still in the middle of the night. The the super blood wolf moon, whatever it was, is still in the window. I looked outside and and this is North Dakota, so it's February and there's snow everywhere. Three in the morning, the snow looks like it has all the stars fallen down on the blanket of snow in the yard. People will feel forsaken. Others won't know what to make of it. I wrote, Lord, what if? Who is doing the protecting here? Is it you? Um, Spring. 
three minute bell. I wrote three years, three days darkness, and the moon is not moving. It's still very bright. That was the weird thing through this whole thing. The moon was not moving. This super blood moon <clears throat> was not moving from its spot. And this, this was like an hour later, hour and a half later, and the moon had not moved. The Lord, uh, Lord, make this place a safe haven, please. Put a wall of fire around it, we beg you. Uh, look, let me look and read your previous warnings. Help us be prepared and be ready to take others in. Signs and wonders in the sun, moon, and stars. Watchmen, Ezekiel 33, give them warning. Um, it's 335 and the moon is not moving and still all the stars are on the snow. I've also noticed lately... For months, you can't see very many stars in the sky. I do see the morning star, though, in the southern sky every clear morning through the branches. Um, uh, let's see. Interesting. I would have such a strong premonition this morning. Covering cherub. Um, and then I wrote down plans that I needed to do when I get to Arizona. I had a rental house, and I wrote, sell that. No reluctancy. We will not live there. And we didn't. And I didn't. All of Daniel 12, great tribulation. It is here we are entering it. Stars of the firmament. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever, the time of the end. Many shall be purified and made white and tried. The wise shall understand. Um... And it was like my eight-year-old granddaughter said, she wrote her she wrote a little book of her own, and she said the smart ones will say yes and go with Jesus. And then I wrote Elijah fed by ravens. <clears throat> okay, so that all happened, and then I wrote Psalm sixty-eight, which is um, I was just I was just reading something about Psalm sixty-eight the other day. Um, hmm. and then that night, um, my eight-year-old granddaughter had a dream that we were in the three days of darkness. I'm not making this stuff up, not making it up. And then the next day I said, how can I purge myself? I'm full of self. Um, so this was February. I'm going to end it here. That was the night of February 19th. Oh, I had a vision. I was handing out large white food plates at a soup kitchen. <clears throat> but I wrote, you were here. You have listened to my earnest pleas. You have left an aura of your glory. Take what's left of my flesh, Lord, I ask. Ask the Father putrefaction it is a stench please take it i do not desire glorification but to serve and be worthy not not to escape but to be your vessel please lord this is the next day i was writing this it was so real i thought i thought his the time had come i really did i thought that we were at it was the the forsaken moment like and i know he says he will never leave us or forsake us but I felt like I wasn't worthy enough 
and I felt completely forsaken. I was panicking and my husband slept through the whole thing. At the very end, he woke up and he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'll just talk to you about it later. So then I continued, you came and you listened and you let me embrace you as a friend. That's all I could ever want. You have romanced me in the past. It's up to you and the Father what my end role is. I just ask to be worthy to stand in your presence. I ask, I implore you for your righteousness and to remove my dirty garments and replace them like Zechariah. <coughs> okay, I'm going to finish February. To whom much is given, much is required. If I want intimacy and revelation from you, Lord, I must seek you all the time. The Lord said, you ask not, you have not because you ask not or ask amiss. I wrote, Father, I want to know your heart. I want your heart. Jesus, I want to love like you. I want to see you. Holy Spirit, I want more of you. Fill me to overflowing and I want the assistance of your heavenly host. Okay. He also showed me that this is the time of the sky change. And I think if anyone's awake out there, you've noticed there's a change in the sky. Um, and then he had me praying for the grandkids and he said, it's time to let them go. You've done your best. And then I thought of the verse in Isaiah 8. Um, I and the children the Lord has given me, but he told me, that he is now taking care of them. All right. Um, so there, there we are at the end of February. The Lord just reminds me, I'm asking you to walk by faith and by sight. Um, the kids at this point, we had a hearing, I better uh, make note of that. We had a hearing and they went home. Um, yes. Kids, let's see. Okay, I take that back. The kids had not left quite yet. Um, but my daughter had called and she was laying in bed, she was in Montana, and she heard me call her name two times, like in the spirit. She said the first time it sounded like a warning. I called her name and it sounded like a warning. The second time she said I was frantic. So she felt that was the Lord telling her, yes, it's her cue to come here. So she did take off, but the kids were still with us. Um, and the kids were still having dreams. They were having dreams of the Lord. They were having dreams of, um, they had lost their other grandma, who they were very close to. They were having dreams about her good dreams. Um, and at this point, we were pretty much just kind of saying our goodbyes because we knew that the kids were going to be leaving. Um, we would watch Christian movies with the kids, and I, I remember Alyssa saying to, I think I was talking to my daughter on the phone, I'm not sure where quite she was at on the road, but 
our <clears throat> oldest granddaughter was telling my daughter on the phone, you're going to love their movies because we would watch Christian movies with them. Okay, so we're at March 1st. And we're also at 40, 40 minutes, so we'll leave it there. All right, thank you for joining me. And um, we'll be wrapping it up shortly. Um, my daughter arrives, and then things change drastically once again. So thank you for joining me, and I pray you have a blessed day and keep professing Christ.